here is the ultimate question I want to get to, which is what purpose do we have in covering the 12 steps as a podcast that focuses on the deconstructing of church and faith? And how do these two worlds waltz with one another? Okay. Well, hello, everybody. <laughs> Welcome back to the Mass Exodus podcast. And uh, this is, you know, it's always exciting, always exciting to do a new, new episode, always exciting to gather. But I feel like we continue to have nice, happy surprises uh, every time we do this, whether it's a new subject or um, a new format or a new host that joins as we grow the host unpaid staff host of the mass exodus podcast. Well, today we have somebody returning who was a guest at one point, go figure and is now a co-host. How many times have we had that happen? A lot, but this one is super special. If you remember, we did an episode uh, where we focused on a certain little East coast lady and we were talking about no show parents, dancing nuns. We had a very real transparent, vulnerable conversation at the end of processing through some of this stuff. And that wonderful little lady is Katie Pendergast who's back and go figure. She's hosting Rob got her to host. So here we are. Sorry to talk about myself in the third person. Katie, thank you for being here. Doll. Oh, thank you for having me. What a great name. <laughs> Did you- Pendergast? What, yeah. Katie? Yeah, Thank you have such great names. <laughs> K- Katie, Thank you. is it Pendergast or Pendergast? Correct. Wait, which one? Pendergast <laughs> with the T. Katie Pendergast. Oh. What a great yeah. name. Thank you. You really you. you're just bringing it with your name alone. <laughs> you don't even have to do anything. You can just be silent. But your yes, name I'll just alone. Sit here. I'll just um, you'll obviously get to know Katie through this podcast. But if you want to hear her story, go back, listen, come back to this episode, because she actually has a story that is relating a lot to this next several episodes, the theme of the next several episodes that we're going to do. So we're going to get into more of that story. I want to say hi to my other regular co-hosts, Rhiannon, Ian, Rhiannon Kaspar. Is there Hello. a T at the end? Is it Caspart no. or Caspar? Another okay. great name. Rand and Casper. What a great name. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that one, of course, is our resident uh, previous crack addict. Hey. Ian Bing, Green. Hey, Bing bud. Bong. Here I am. Ian Green, well, the crack My name's Steve. My name is what? Go ahead. Yeah, if, if that too pushes dead ba- bed. Dead, I, don't, I don't do babies. I just do ladies. <laughs> You push dead, dead ladies, ladies into from the back the of your crack street. car into a park. <laughs> I wouldn't call the Honda Accord a crack car. It was an occasional crack destination, but not, not Did it a have location. Crack? Like it wasn't the place. Uh, so no paraphernalia. No. Uh, well, all right. It was the crack place. It was the crack. <laughs> it was the crack car. Do you it's still have it? No, is I told it, you that. I T-boned that into a telephone pole. <laughs> okay. Where nice were to we? Meet you all. Uh, well, thank you, Ian Green, for being here. I appreciate it, buddy. So, what? Here's what we're gonna do. 
I love doing intro episodes. If you followed our podcast, you know there's more intro episodes than there are actually regular episodes. And what our plan is, is that we are actually going to cover the 12 steps, 12 episodes for 12 steps. I wish, isn't there like we could do the 12 days of Christmas, the 12 episodes of of 12 steps? Something is fitting to me. And we're going to do each episode is going to be each step. And we're going to take that step and we're going to interact with it. And we're basically going to do our mass exodus thing and, and, you know, have thoughts, see where conversation goes, discovery, exposing it, seeing it. Yeah. All of that. But today what we want to do is kind of hear how the four of us have had interactions with 12 steps, whether firsthand or, you know, just has knowledge of it or whatever that is. And we will, um, and we'll kind of hear our thoughts on it and then we'll jump into those steps in later episodes. Does that sound okay to everybody? Mm-hmm. Sounds great. Yep. I'm game. Okay, great. Um, <laughs> Let's do it. Here's what I want to do. We know from Ian's story that you've shared a lot, you have a lot of experience with 12 steps. So why don't you, here, here's, let me back up and I'll probably edit this into the beginning. The ultimate hey, question. Hold on a second. Yeah, you're go gonna. Ahead. You're like, okay, you're gonna jump off into this. In you're gonna go skydiving. Ready? One, two. Okay. Well, hold on. We're gonna talk about it. Well, oh. we were about to skydive, and I realized I didn't put our packs on each. Other. Oh, okay, good. She's <laughs> just about to push us out of the plane. There you go. Strap fall. them on. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Here is the ultimate okay. question I want to get to which is what purpose do we have in covering the 12 steps as a podcast that focuses on the deconstructing of church and faith? And how do these two worlds waltz with one another? So that's where I want to get to with this. The question I have for each of us as co-hosts is what do the 12 steps mean to you and how does it fit into the mass exodus? So Ian, I want to start with you and hear your thoughts. Maybe tell us a little of your background. I mean, people sort of know it because we've done episodes on it, but remind us of that and remind us of of why you are looking forward to doing this. Yeah. So um, broken childhood, um, lost ability to reconcile my family life with others, didn't feel like myself for many years, um, started dabbling in alcohol and drugs with family members like cousins and close friends um never felt better grasped onto it like um a drowning man to to a door that could have fit two people fuck you rose (laughs) and um and then just kind of got you know, like working out, like you just continually work out, but you can't see any changes in the reverse. I just continued to use. And then all of a sudden I was a shell of a person that didn't recognize myself, but then was too far gone to like really, um, really stop. Cause now I'm this new person. And so then by the miracle of, um, desperation and almost dying multiple times, I found myself, um, willing to, willing to accept something that I hadn't w- been willing to accept before. And that's how I got into the program the, of AA. And that's a very short story, obviously, but it's, uh, but, but I think all the key, key kind of points are there. So yeah, that's how I got into the program. I don't know what, uh, if I'm missing anything. No, that that's great. That's, that's a good recap of your experience. Um, that's awesome. Let's, uh, how about 
Katie, what is your experience? So the 12 steps I come from, just a quick recap. I, my parents are recovering. My stepmom's a recovering alcoholic and drug addict. And my dad was a recovering gambler. Um, And so the 12 steps kind of had a subtle impact on my upbringing from when I was 10 and lived with them. And I didn't really understand it. And I would go to Al-Anon meetings with my biological mom when I was little, but you know, it was right over my head. I was just playing with toys in the corner. But um, can can you explain really quick, explain to people what Al-Anon is, if they don't know? Sure. Al-Anon was started by Lois W., who was Bill W.'s wife, and Bill W. started AA, um, Alcoholics Anonymous. And so Lois started Al-Anon for the family and friends of alcoholics to have support um, and find each other. Um, so you, the only requirement is that you are family or friend of a person who is an addict um, okay, and struggles with addiction. Okay. Um, so yes, so uh, the and the twelve steps, as cheesy as this sounds, saved some of my favorite people's lives, like my stepmom, and including my husband. Mm. Yeah, he got sober coming up on twelve years ago. Um, oh and, wow, it's been that long. Yeah, Holy yeah. Smokes. And I knew him. I knew him when I was in high school, so I saw him in active addiction. Wow. Um, and he was actually the person who suggested I go back to Al-Anon five months after we started dating. So I walked through the 12 steps with my Al-Anon sponsor in my late 20s, but it was a unique way. She actually walked me through the big book step study way, which was more typical of AA and less typical of Al-Anon. So it was very rigorous, very thorough. And I was going to not only Al-Anon meetings, but I was also um, sitting at AA big book step study meetings. And I wasn't allowed to talk. It there was, it was run very differently than a, tri- un, not, I don't want to say normal, but other AA meetings. So sure. I was taken through that way. And, you know, the 12 steps kind of opened my eyes and helped me see just like, it was my family. Like I heard stories that were, I was like, yes, this is me. This is my family. It was the first time where I was oh, in wow. a room full of people that I was like, these, where has this been all my life? Like this, it, it helped me understand myself, my patterns, my role in my family, um, that I had a choice that I wasn't a victim. And yeah, um, I think, I think that they're a helpful tool for life. Like you don't need to be a recovering addict to use them. And I also don't think that the 12 steps can fully heal people's trauma. They're a way to start and they they're an amazing tool amongst, you know, therapy and you know, yeah. in addition to I kind of deal. I love you just said something that's so pertinent to doing this whole thing, which is this can help everybody, which I think a lot of people when they um when they think 12 steps, they think alcohol or addiction. Like if I don't have some kind of substance or blaring addiction in front of us, how does this apply to us? And we're going to touch in on that. And that's like one of the biggest reasons why I wanted to do the 12 steps is because it does translate so much beyond Mm -hmm. the quote unquote addiction. And Al-Anon, from what you've explained, (laughs) 
I find it so fascinating because I love the idea of creating boundaries, which I think our culture really struggles mm. with is having appropriate mm. boundaries to have healthy relationships. I want to jump into that too, at some point a little bit. Uh, Ian and I were talking the other night about Al-Anon and what did you call Al-Anon people? A force not to be reckoned with. They're, they're don't fuck with somebody in Al-Anon. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. seriously, like they have, they, they, it's like we, it's like we were finally given the ability to take off our armor and they finally put it on and then got a sword and they're like, fuck the fuck off. Don't fuck with me. Yeah. Like, I finally can stand up for myself. Uh, yeah. Yes. It's like you're wrestling with your spouse and then she just kicks you in the face out of nowhere. And you're like, we were just wrestling. Like we were just playing. <laughs> so we bought, we brought on the resident badass is what, what happened here. Well, that's a, th Thanks for sharing your story. We'll touch more into it. Um, yeah, that's amazing. This really does seem like the perfect place for you to jump into hosting with us. So that's great. You bring a wealth of knowledge and experience. And um, Rhiannon, you love wine. So tell us about your uh, your experience <laughs> wow. with 12 Stop. Uh, you used uh, to be a wine uh, <laughs> dealer back in the day? Wine dealer, yeah. Are you I, drinking I, right I, now? It's uh, 11.53 on a Sunday. Right. No, thank you. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. I think that the explanation of the 12 steps is great because when I look at it and I think of it in relation to the mass exodus and kind of where our podcast podcast began, it's a very introspective thing to do. And I think that's kind of what we want to focus around or what we have focused around and what I personally am trying to focus in my own personal growth right now is being introspective um, just on everything that's happened in, in life and moving forward to try and get better with life. As far as the 12 steps, I'm a little familiar. Um, I have a history of alcoholism in my family. And in the back of my mind, I always am fearful that I could have a tendency to become an alcoholic or maybe mm. am I did. I was in the wine industry for many, many years. And one of the reasons I made the decision to get out is I, I didn't like drinking all the time. It, it wasn't positive for me. And I, this topic is a little fearful for me because it's, I'm going to have to look some things square in the face. And it's something that I it's always a thought of my mind, like, am I an alcoholic? So sure. even moving forward and talking about this first step, which we're going to do, I'm, this is going to be very self, like I'm looking in the mirror here a little bit and I'm yeah. a little nervous on that. Well, um, this is cool. So yeah, we'll, we'll see it. We'll see. And as our listeners know, Everything's always hard for me on this podcast. So <laughs> I love that though. Well, yes. Sorry, go ahead, Katie. We're here with you, you know? Yes. Yeah. yeah. We're all walking through it together. We're exploring. Here's the yeah. thing. I think that you are blazing a path that I hope I can do too, which is yeah. look at myself during this time. I mean, maybe you're leading in a certain way, in that way, you know. Because even though we all come with experience, I'll talk about mine in just a second of, you know, having some kind of exposure to uh, 
therapy or 12 steps or just a way of looking at your life and taking inventory. And that is, uh, that transformation process should never stop. We shouldn't be coming here as retired transformational souls. We're, we're here still in the process, you know, and if you can help lead us in that, that place, that's amazing. Nor is it comfortable. Like, it's right. you explaining that you're thing. uncomfortable yeah. means that you're actually working something. Yeah. Like working a muscle that hasn't been worked before, which is like if somebody's We're saying oh, this cute. is easy, great. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, don't hear, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> the other thing that I love about our podcast when we talk about these tough topics is I'm such a verbal processor. And so as we go through all these things together and we talk about our stories it really helps make things like click in my mind um, moving forward. And so I think I've said this before, a lot of times I feel more like a listener than necessarily a participant in our podcast because what we're doing is literally affecting me on a daily basis in a good way. I mean, it's hard, but I I feel like sometimes when I re-listen to our podcast, so many more thoughts come out and come to mind. And I have so many other perspectives after a a little bit of time. And I think going through these steps one by one is going to be really beneficial Mm -hmm. looking back in order to move forward. Mm -hmm. I do the same thing though. So I I don't think that, I think that we all should have that. um, The, well, I hope that we all have that ability to listen back and hear something that we didn't hear before or have a secondary take um, on it, a new perspective, um, yeah. you know, because like Rob said, th- this isn't something that we, it's not a Rubik's cube that each one of us has figured out, figured out and you're still the one like fumbling with it in the corner. We're all doing that. We just might've gotten a row before you did, but you've also gotten different rows that we haven't gotten. So um, I think that's great. I think that that also brings some kind of a, uh, a limiter to how this podcast is um, projected out because there that's the whole point of it is people to be able to take this and it be malleable enough for them to start what at whatever spot they're in. Mm -hmm. So I think that's perfect. I love that. I love the way you put that the Rubik's cube. It's so true. We're, We're not cured and we're all works in progress, you know? Yeah. We're all ragamuffins coming to this thing and we just have to have mics in front of us and we're just going to melt in front of everybody. Yeah. So that's um, the thing about this podcast. I always feel very messy on it. Yeah. <laughs> like everything's coming out. Well, it's it, Katie, that ma- your look right there with you, right there with yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. We're well, human. you know, the other thing too is, um, I want to differentiate. We've talked about AA and 12 steps and yes, they have to do with each other, but they are different entities in a sense. Um, we are like a little AA group here. Like we're, we're sporting each other and we just happen to have mics in front of us. And we're going to give people glimpses of us processing through some of our stuff and supporting each other and listening to each other. And, um, so hopefully that can model that for people, for others. I have, um, much like Rhiannon, I have obviously been from in, in this podcast from the first episode. And uh, so if, you've, if you're a regular listener or you're a friend of mine, you know that AA has had a huge influence on me in a 
uh, way I never expected, which is um, AA. I happened upon AA when I was working at a church and uh, they needed somebody to lock a staff member to lock the church door after the AA group met at the church that night. So I'd work during the day, stay, have to be there while all these cigarette smokers came in and threw butts on the ground that I had to go and clean up later. And they would come in and I started sitting in, not in the meetings, but I'd sit up in the balcony and kind of look overhead. And uh, I was floored. I, I was looking for a community. I had been in the church for 30 years and I had never found the community that I wanted as much as when I saw AA. So I just started kind of getting to know everybody there. And, you know, I was never a drinker. Uh, so I didn't really relate in that way, but definitely found uh, compatible souls in a different way. And so because AA had such a, I mean, it really was in some ways the soul of why this podcast came about. I wanted to honor that and I wanted to reinstill that. I, I wrote something down. Uh, I was hoping I could just riff off of this without making it look like I'm reading, but I wrote this down this morning and I said, the 12 steps are where I witness and experience spiritual and transformational growth, facing the tangible that entangles us from being free instead of throwing a hope and a prayer into the sky. And it invites us to vulnerability and transparency uh, in a, commu a communal participation instead of gathering in pews and hiding behind religious rituals and charades. And to me, that is why I want to do this. That is why I want to invite people into having these types of conversations again, having these kind of reflections, because my experience in going to church was hiding behind all the wonderful songs that we sang and taking communion and not that that stuff didn't matter, but what I really wanted to do was have my real life, everything that was underneath be exposed and be seen. And that was why the last thing I ever said up on stage in the church, as I said in a different, um, in one of the previous episodes was, uh, I'm addicted to porn. That was the last thing I said in church. And I left because I so badly wanted to be seen and known and not just have a cloak on of righteousness or whatever you would look at it. I love that story. That's the soul of what I, I want to do with this and um, find some translations within some of there. There's a, by the way, if you look at 12 steps, there are, have been many versions of each step that like different ways that people have labeled it for instance. And we're going to do the first step episode next. That's going to be the next thing you hear. Um, that step says we admitted we were powerless over alcohol, that our lives had become unmanageable. That alcohol place has had many different words that have been inserted that into that yeah. to make. Yeah. No. Um, the other thing I'll say is I have actually had a, some kind of version of 12 step experience, which is with this book that I took through a church that I went to called the oh. 12 steps, a uh, spiritual journey. And I, I have done that. I oh, didn't have. realize okay. that we that now seeing the mm -hmm. cover. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's based on, uh, well, obviously it's based on the 12 steps, but it's for people kind of in their spiritual journey, but it brings practices and, you know, makes you take inventory of behaviors and all that. And, and it was really meaningful. And I, I did this way before I got exposed to, uh, AA. And I was looking through it this morning. It was kind of funny. I was like, what are some of the things that I was like 
bringing towards <laughs> I was like kind of like wincing a little as I was opening it up I was like oh my god what am I gonna look at and I'm like oh okay I still deal with that stuff today it was like eating sugar and being distracted and all that so anyway maybe I haven't grown as much as I thought I have but that that's why it would be good to do this so does anybody have any more closing remarks to this before we actually go and we jump into doing the first episode any, any hopes any desires any concerns um <clears throat> i'll be very short i i love your story i love your story because it's a it's a um and what you shared is uh, a perfect representation of folks on the outside of the program looking in but also people who are intertwined with the program potentially losing touch with what works mm -hmm. you have to be in the present almost constantly and i the way i think of it is like you're trying to coax a deer from the outside with an app with an apple into your house to pet it and it's like very skittish it doesn't think this is the right you know i'm not supposed to be in this environment i'm supposed to be out here so you're overlooking of the crowd and of the of the meeting and just realizing that they're dealing with stuff you know it's no longer um such a journey to get from lost in the forest to oh i'm in a cozy room with with my friends it's very quick uh process and you didn't have the support group but you still did it anyway which, which is mm. pretty commendable um and courageous so i love that story and i, I think it really does paint a, a good picture of the program inside and out and you know what that made me just think of is maybe listeners this these next 12 episodes is you sitting in the balcony watching us mm -hmm. finding a way to be the timid deer to come in and feel safe enough to do this. And so, Ooh, I just got like chills. And, and, I love that. But I think, uh, I think we got something going. So we're going to stop here with this intro episode. I'm hoping it was sort of short and listen to the next episode coming up. Uh, thank you. My co-host, my AA, uh, compadres uh, I don't know what to call you you're just co-hosts, you're friends <laughs> not just co-hosts, you're friends anyway, uh, love you all L love to uh, the listeners and sorry for an awkward ending okay, bye. <laughs> bye, bye bye thank you for listening to the Mass Exodus podcast produced by Rob Gregerson listen to more episodes on all podcast platforms including Apple, Spotify and Stitcher Remember to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at the Mass Exodus Podcast. If you have questions or would like to be a guest on a future episode, please email us at the.mass.exodus.podcast at gmail.com. And if you'd like to support us, search for us at patreon.com. So remember, be kind to yourself, be kind to others, and never stop searching for questions. 